To quote one of the great philosophers of our time, NASCAR Cup Series champion from years ago, Martin Truex Jr. after his dominating victory at Darlington in 2021. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, boys, that's an you-know-what whipping right there. That pretty much sums up this past Saturday in Charlottesville. Opening drive of the game, field goal. Virginia, punt. Virginia Tech, punt. Virginia, punt. Then the fun began. Touchdown, touchdown, fumble on their way to another touchdown. And then after two first downs, both by sending a message, roughing the passer penalties against Virginia Tech, Virginia eventually has a drive stall out, and Virginia Tech basically caps the first half with their third touchdown of the game. To the point where this one was a laugher from the get-go. Not just a butt-whooping in our eyes, but a butt-whooping in the I eyes of... I actually laughed in this game, like out loud. I am sure you did, Trey. And it was clear from the get-go that Virginia Tech was ready to send a statement to the Virginia Cavaliers. Do you think Clancio think, uh wanted to get this national spotlight for this game? Um, Good question. Well, Stephen Gosnell afterwards said this to Andy Bitter of TechSideline.com, who was See gracious enough to... There. Give us this audio. Yeah, it, it is intertwined, you know. Uh, for it to be UVA, you know, I don't think I've had that le- level of dopamine hit in a while. You know what I mean? So <laughs> definitely a great feeling, you know, knowing we're go- we get one more with this uh, with this team. You know, this team is resilient. You know, I'm definitely glad we get one more, and um, we got to become eligible by whooping them. We got to become eligible by whooping the out of them. Yes, that's what it was. Look, you know, Anthony Calandria and what he said is one of the many angles to the Virginia Cavaliers. So here's what we're doing, Trey. We're going to table that stuff for a different time because, oh, I don't know, we have the entire offseason ahead of us now to start looking at the direction or lack thereof of the Virginia football program. But for a moment, if you're a Virginia Tech fan, just take time to gloat and what this game really was for you, where it was an absolute statement victory. From the very beginning, when Kyron Drones found Stephen Gosnell for this touchdown pass after Virginia Tech thought about punting it away on fourth down and instead dialed this up, as you heard, albeit to the chagrin of some of our folks out there, on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Not to me. Here's Drones, the snap, rolls right, has a man open. Gosnell has it on the 15, to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. Touchdown, Tech. Stephen Gosnell on fourth down hauls in Kyron Drones' 13 touchdown pass of the season. How about that? What a great call. Unbelievable execution. Drones to Gosnell, 44 yards, Carter. Unbelievable throw and catch. What a great call. Caught UVA totally off guard. One of the many themes out of that. And again, the UVA angle, that, that's a whole other can of worms. But Virginia Tech put on a clinic, 55-17 in Charlottesville this past Saturday. Caught UVA off guard, as Mike Burnham said in the clip we just played for the Virginia Tech Sports Network as you hear every Virginia Tech game. Uh, many of you are fine with it. A couple of you expressed your displeasure at Fastlane, Ed Lane, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by other means, info at virginiatalkradionetwork.com uh, from that. 
I mean, look, I'm just real, Trey. You know, we we got one particular listener who's been really critical. By the way, total side note, uh, I wonder whether this guy was upset that we ended up airing the entire game because this listener was really, really upset, Trey. I'm not going to give this person the satisfaction of mentioning his name, but I found it comical that they were upset that we cut away from the Cowboys shellacking of the Washington Commanders this past weekend because we need to hear the Deron Bland pick six that made it 45 to 10 as opposed to 38 to 10 this past Thanksgiving. But hey, thank you for listening. We're grateful for it. Uh, and it shows that people do listen to these games, even when they hate it so much, they still keep listening in some cases, which is the comical part. But Kyron Drones, here's the other part to that. If you're a Virginia fan, the fact that Mike Burnup starts cheering on that Kyron Drones to Steven Gosnell touchdown on a fourth down call. When Gosnell grabs it and is sprinting from the 15-yard line into the end zone, Burnup is already celebrating knowing that it's going to be a touchdown. That is one of the many angles to this. But Virginia Tech, to their credit, oh, there was no letting off the gas pedal in this one. They knew what Anthony Calandria and Jonas Sinker had teed up for them. So Virginia Tech, how did they answer? Ah, yes, a reverse pass for a touchdown to make it a reverse, not a reverse pass, but the Tucker Holloway reverse that made it 17-0. Here's Bradshaw on a reverse, flipping it over to Holloway on the right to the 20. Has a block go from man, the 10 go. to the 5. Dives to the pylon. Touchdown, Tech. Woo. 33-yards, Tucker Holloway wearing that 2-5 jersey. Magic happens, Billy. Great call on the reverse. Good blocking. And he pretty much goes in untouched from 33 yards. And the Hokie fans are celebrating. Pretty much goes in untouched. That was the second. And by the way, there's more to come in this, just in case you're wondering. That was the second touchdown for Virginia Tech. And another one where Mike Burnup on the call, as you hear on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and VTR in Southside 106.3, is celebrating well before the player gets into the end zone. For a touchdown. Trey, we're not even done with this, but that in and of itself spoke to the fact that it, that wasn't the official nail in the coffin moment. I actually thought the nail in the coffin moment for Virginia's football hopes in this game, outside of the fact that it just started, was when Virginia Tech coughs it up going into the end zone that would have made it 24 nothing. Virginia gets two first downs, both by penalty, and has to punt the ball away, and Virginia Tech then marches down for a score to make it 24 nothing, essentially right before halftime. But... We played two sound bites right it now. It was over from the jump. It really was. They couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop Virginia Tech? It was typical Virginia Tech this year, in which I think, and you'll agree, is kind of what you wanted to see in terms of improvement is they are they finished fifth in the ACC, which exceeds expectations. Granted, uh, Clemson is below them in the, rank, in the standings, but they're not a better football team. I think North Carolina is below them, too. They're not better than North Carolina or or Clemson, like you played the game, but they beat up on they, their at least their three losses in the ACC were to the three best teams in the ACC: Florida State, Louisville, and NC State. All understandable losses, and all you know they kind of got dominated, but their five wins they all dominated those. The only, like if if you threw out the non-con. And looked at this team. Let's say it's a five and three team with what they had. You th- like the non-con being bad in the non-con really hurt this team and uh, <laughs> like uh, hurt this team in terms of 
like image, but the fact they went from one and three to six and six, five and three in the ACC, and they dominated in those five wins is a really good sign for this team going forward because the two things you wanted to see were how was how did the port, port like the jump in terms of the young talent from last year it seemed to flash big and then their portal additions were they good because that is your first sign on this coaching staff of how they can evaluate talent well I'm pretty sure a transfer was involved in every single touchdown Virginia Tech scored. Whether it was Kyron Drones, whether it was Steven Gosnell, maybe not I Tucker Holloway. the not Tucker Holloway. Tu- not Tucker Holloway. Uh, Felton, you had obviously Basil Tootin. So, you know, it, it, you saw the second year development for Monsoor Delane, who was, you know, the bright spot last year as an all-ECC quarter. He, he's and what been, may be his last game for Virginia Tech, if you believe rumors that are out there, that somebody may be getting ready to poach him off that roster with a big NIL deal. Which, that was the rumor last year, so we'll see. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked by that. But, you know, he flexed to safety this year. He, he got intercept. Like, it, it's really good for this team to, one, be a young team, get these must-needed 16 practices, but also... You're clearly a middle-of-the-pack team in the ACC, which, coming off of where they were in year two, they exceeded expectations by a lot. Not only that, but I think in a lot of the eyes of the fans, would you rather have lost... That was a euphoric game for Tech fans. It 100% was. And and here's the thing. I thought you hit the nail on the head, really, Trey, when discussing... uh, When you brought up the point that this was not competitive from the get-go, because Brent Pry, after he called that timeout before the fourth-down touchdown, the one that made it 10 to nothing uh, to... um, to Stephen Gosnell, the, the drones to Gosnell pass. Here's what Brent Pry had to say about that decision in speaking with the Virginia Tech Radio Network on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Yeah, we had to be aggressive. You know, I almost made a mistake and punted it on that fourth. That first <laughs> so, oh, what am I doing? You know, call the timeout. Let's go get this. And, uh, you know, Kyron played good and Bayshaw and Quan. I mean, really a bunch of guys, a heck of an effort by so many people. No doubt. I mean, for Virginia Tech, That was the moment where you sat there and said, we're taking charge of this game. We're not only going to take charge of this game, but we're going to continue to extend it when it comes to this rivalry. Because there's this term now in college football called the sad field goal, which is when the game is clearly no longer in doubt. It is absolutely emphatically on one person's side. And you haven't scored, but you kick the field goal to prevent the shutout from happening or to have some semblance of momentum. Well, you have that if you're Virginia... And then, guess what? You give up a touchdown return to Bayshaw Tootin where, if you want to talk about celebrations prematurely, oh, this one not only took the cake for the premature celebration, but continuing afterwards. Here's the kickoff back to Virginia Tech, and it's Tootin on the return, gets to the 20, running hard to his left, gets to the 30, down the sideline to the 40. Tootin slays and bounds, pull it away from Virginia, puts a hand in the air at the 20, to the 10, shuttles his motor down, takes it into the end zone, touchdown Tech, runs up the hill into the Tech student section here in Charlottesville. He's mobbed by his Hokie teammates, Tech students, flags are thrown, Tootin celebrating. It's a hokey takeover of the hill in Charlottesville. Party on, Hokies. Touchdown, Tootin. That was Bill Roth, Professor Bill Roth to you, Trey, on the Virginia Tech Radio Network on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. 
That touchdown, again, that's the third time where you knew well before a Virginia Tech player reached the end zone that that was a dead-end play in the end zone. It was going to be over with a touchdown. I mean, this was a routine occurrence, and Virginia Tech kept pouring it on. That was the final exclamation point. I mean, granted, it was 55-17, to 17, and at one point it was 48-10, to 10, not 38-10. to 10, But realistically, that was the moment where you sat there and go, not 38-3, but 48-10. Uh, but that was the moment where you just sat there and go, okay, this is on a different level. Because here's what Bashaw Tootin said on the Virginia Tech Radio Network after the game with that celebration. I saw, I was uh, I was actually running and I looked up to the dumper trying to see how, how close the next defender was. And I saw he was probably like 15 yards back, so I let up. 15 yards back. He had time to look up on the Jumbotron. That's how, no doubt, the 94-yard Bashaw Tootin kick return for a touchdown was, which just squelched any remote hope for Virginia. Not that going for a field goal down 31 nothing isn't an indication that you don't really have much confidence in your team uh, with Will Betridge going for a 25-yard field goal. One of the many examples of Virginia fans going, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, to me, fast lane, Ed lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But it was such a celebration where even Brent Pry, I mean, if I'm a Virginia fan, there's a number of ways where you can just feel embarrassed by the outcome of this game, but it was an absolute embarrassment for Virginia delivered by their rival in a statement celebrated by the point where Bashaw Tootin's celebration didn't even really draw the ire of Brent Pry in the moment or when he spoke about it on the Virginia Tech Radio Network on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Yeah, we got penalized for that. That's a penalty. Holt was mad. I said, let me tell you, we'll take that one. Give me the touchdown, we'll take it. But uh, that was a counterplay we've been working on, and, and the guys really blocked it up well. Give me the touchdown, we'll take it. I mean, you're not saying that in normal circumstances. When it's 30 to nothing, you're okay with it. 38 to 3, Trey. Yeah, you're close enough. 37 to 3, I guess, <laughs> technically, because the extra point had not officially been kicked. So here's what happened. It was a demoralizing loss for Virginia. It was a loss where, for Virginia, you sit there and go, all that positive momentum you might have felt from the second half of the year. The win against North Carolina. The moral victories, we joke about that, but the loss is close at Louisville and at Miami and even the victory against Duke. Did they really do much if you're a Virginia fan? Did it really do anything, if nothing else, in the eyes of you compared to your in-state rival? Because when you're able to celebrate the way that Virginia Tech did, three times you head to the end zone and the announcers are laughing about it because there is nobody around the play. How engaged are you at that point or has the fight been taken away from you? When you've got the fact that after the game, and by the way, I, I love the fact that Virginia turned on the sprinklers. I thought it was hilarious. You know, I mean, what else are you going to do if you're a Virginia fan or supporter? Apparently, that was a mistake. No, I don't buy the that at all. Grounds guy came I, out and I, said, I, "I would rather own it and just say, yeah, how else are we going to stop this?" I I actually laughed at it. It was the most effort Virginia put in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. I mean, again, here's the thing: we're like, not the only ones. They scored a couple late touchdowns, but like. Whatever. Those were late. Some those were Against, cosmetic points, Trey. And and to go back to the blowing out thing, that means a lot of guys got playing time this year, which is a good team for a, you know, for a mostly young team. It no doubt was. But as we use this phrase from Martin Truex Jr. at the beginning of this segment to describe what happened in Charlottesville, or let me rephrase it, in Blacksburg North, North Blacksburg, this past Saturday. Yeah, boys, that's a right there. Mike Burnup. And Brent Pry basically said the same thing in their exchange afterwards in the postgame show 
on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Coach, have you ever been happier, my man? This was a, that was a fanny whipping out there today. Heck of a job on a business trip. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, so proud of everybody. They really worked their butts off this week, prepared like crazy, coaches and players. Great job by our lettermen, sending in videos and messages. And Coach Beamer and Coach Foster talking to the team. I mean, just an unbelievable effort by everybody to get this group ready and understanding what this game's all about. Indeed. And here's the thing. We'll contrast that with how Tony Elliott handled this later this week because, again, the whole Virginia direction, that's all. You know, how they handled the game, the direction, that, that's a whole other topic. That's fun. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, but, look, it has to be said because fans are upset and disgruntled about it, and they're not the only ones. But today is a day for Virginia Tech, Trey, where you and your hokey brethren, you are an alum of Virginia Tech. Many of your folks, including our guest at 535 today and covering the Commonwealth, David Cunningham of TechSideline.com. He's a Virginia Tech grad as well. It's a day where you can absolutely take pleasure, joy, and satisfaction in the fact that you didn't just win this game if you're Virginia Tech. You set the tone that you are clearly head and shoulders above Virginia when it comes to the football. And you're heading in the right direction. And you're heading in the right direction. Probably going to try to widen that gap. Virginia seems clueless on getting to that point. I I thought about this too. I think another reason why it was so euphoric is... It seemed like Virginia had the momentum going to this game. They they get a really good win over Duke. They you know Anthony Calandria says what he says, which I instantly knew he would regret because I just know this rivalry so well. Um, but it, it felt like you know Virginia kind of had all the momentum going to this game. Like Tech comes off a really you know bad performance on their last day against NC State, which I think. After what NC State did to North Carolina and Drake May, probably says more about NC State than it does Virginia Tech. I would argue is they looked really good against North Carolina, and you know Tech didn't give up in that game, and they you know put a scare into NC State. I mean, I they showed up more than North Carolina did in that you know if you want to compare opponents here, but the way that game ended, it was like all right, Virginia has momentum going to this game that Tech doesn't. And it was just boom. It was not even like like a game that got away, like Virginia scores first, and then all of a sudden the game gets away from them. It was from the jump, Tech got the ball, they scored, and then they just didn't look back. And they dominated the line of score. Like, there was, they, it seemed like they wanted to make a statement, not just at Virginia, but like even Anthony Colangio himself. Because, you you talk about the two 15-yard penalties. It wasn't like two random 15-yard penalties. It was back-to-back roughing the passer calls. It, it, it seemed like the defensive line was set. It, it, it was they were the more aggressive team. They were they were okay with making it a little murky in terms of we're gonna you know punch you in the mouth multiple times. It might be a little late. It we're gonna celebrate hard too. Uh, obviously, Tutin got the celebration call on him. It, it, it seemed like they they were way more ready to kind of just dominate Exert the football their game. Will. And and that is one thing you want to see from a, a team like this, where it, it, they just kind of from the jump just you knew it, it was it was over. That fourth and two, you could argue that fourth and two call where they scored the touchdown. It's over. Like, that's how it kind of felt. It felt like thir- when it was like 
30 to nothing. It was like, yep, this is over. This is going to be fun. Like, I just, as soon as they put 30 on the board, I said, I said, I just want them to put 50. And you could tell they wanted 50 when the offensive coordinator for the team, you know, they have Grant Wells and Malachi, you know, Malachi uh, Thomas in, and, and Thomas runs in for a touchdown. And you hear Tyler Bowen on the TV broadcast screaming at the top of his lungs, yes, 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 because they put 50, they put the most points up in the series history at 55. Um, they, I mean, you summed it up quite well, Trey, that from Virginia Tech's perspective, this is the type of game where they entered wanting to assert that they were the better team in the Commonwealth of Virginia, that they're the flag bearer when it comes to Virginia Power 5 football programs, the Liberty JMU stuff. We can debate that later. I just want to uh, point out, almost texted this to you today, uh, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports is projecting Liberty versus JMU in the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, I, I have seen that, Trey. That's a topic for another time uh, just, that we'll get to later. Just putting that out in the ether. It would be rather fun if that happens. But Does that mean we get a trip to New Orleans? Maybe. It could be. I'm just saying. By the way, there's one other projection where it's a please let this happen. Liberty University's former head coach, Hugh Freeze taking at Auburn, on Auburn. Yep, taking on that. Virginia Tech in the Duke's Mayo Bowl or whatever it's called in Charlotte. That would be rather amusing and fun, uh, if nothing more than so Damian Sordolette and I can go to Hugh Freeze and go, Ha-ha, we meet again! Hello! Hey there, we're back! Um, but anyway, and by the way, Damian Sordolette scheduled to join us Wednesday to look ahead to the Auburn game against Virginia Tech in the ACC-SEC Challenge and touch on this game from the Virginia Tech angle. When we return, though, we'll get the Virginia Tech angle with your former colleague, or former classmate, at Virginia Tech, David Cunningham of TechSideline.com. But before that, we're scheduled to chat with Jerry Ratcliffe.com founder, Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe. We will start unpacking with him the Virginia angle to this loss, as frustrating as it might be. That still to come on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And of course, hit us up, Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.